Welcome to Dr. Suzanne Howard's audio play. Thank you for downloading and I pray you are truly blessed. To get more information on Dr. Suzanne Howard's ministry, feel free to visit www.suzannemhoward.com. Thank you for listening and enjoy. Let it Good evening. How you doing? Come on in. Welcome to your session. Night 23. I couldn't believe it when I really looked at the calendar. Like, oh my God. We've got seven days left. I mean, like literally... This time next week will be our last session 
this month? How do you feel? How do you feel? All right, I'm going to get some welcomes in. We'll get to our thank yous and our testimonials. And then we'll get in asking how alert are you really? Thought I forgot, huh? Okay. So, welcome, Camille. Welcome. First in the house. Wow. 6, 11 p.m. It's like y'all waiting outside along the building, waiting in line to get in. Dominique, welcome. 7.26 p.m. Welcome, Sharita. 7.29. Go, Rita. Good evening, Leah. Tasha Ross. Diana. Boy, y'all had a whole meeting before the meeting, huh? Hello, Ashley. Good evening, Roxanne, Chevelle. Good evening, Blessed. <laughs> Thank you, Dominique. She said, I liked, I shared, and let me go and vote. Welcome, Pastor Audria, Coach Maria, Jenny, Crystal, Candy, Mimi, Coach Ebony, Dixie, Good evening, Tori. Claim the best seat in the house. Good evening, Demanda, Charnette, and Yvonne Ramos. Renee, welcome, Nicole. Sylvia, good evening, Bernard. Salines, Salinas, Shana. Good evening, Coach Latanya, Pastor D, Danielle, good evening. Good evening, Sandra, Carla R, because we have a couple of Carlas. Elitza, good evening. Karen, Kamisha, and Rhonda. Thank you, Renee. She said, I liked, I shared, and I voted. That's what I'm talking about. Shaylin, good evening. Liked, shared, and subscribed. Come on. Good evening, Demisha, Deja. Nanita Manuel. Good evening, Ronnie Bana. Erica Lisa Palmer. Cherie Barnes. Keisha. Good evening, family. Vanessa. Frederica. Jeannie. Welcome. Good evening again. Corinda's hello. <clears throat> Around the building. Yes, Ronnie Bonner. Coretha, welcome Devon. Ronnie Bonner, I want to connect you with Devon. Um, I think Bonner's on YouTube. I don't know if he's on Facebook as well, but we'll connect you to Devon is on Facebook. He's my guy, and I got to introduce you to him, Ron Bonner. Mrs. May's Place, and good evening to Neil. All right, Doc Bridget, good evening and welcome. Doc Bridget has a beautiful marriage ministry. If anyone's interested, you see her name up here on Facebook. Pastor Sasser. Doc Bridget and Pastor Sasa. Sasser. Ramanita. Good evening. Okay, I thought so, Bonner. Thank you. I definitely want to connect you to. 
All right. Let's talk about it. I want to thank our Cash App givers. Thank you, Norena, for awareness offering. Thank you. Anna for her nightly session. Ashley, thank you for your last night so detox. And Kim for sealing every godly word and all knowledge given to me in Jesus' name. Thank you so much for all you givers. Press down, shake it together, and running over. All right, let's see if these testimonies are from today. Yep. We have a young lady on here on our groups page. And um, she's actually been given a badge on So Detox as a rising star. So welcome, rising star. These last 21 days have been a journey. I am glad I, I logged on. Wondering for a while where I belong and fit in and thinking and I tried to just figure me out I think I did read hers last night yeah I think I read hers last night already and we're gonna help you figure yourself out all right, one of them wasn't an email. Let me go to the emails. <clears throat> All righty. And read this beautiful testimony to you as well. In this testimony, um, we'll really touch home to our married detoxers it will help with our married detoxers that was me asking her for permission here was her permission let me see if it starts here okay goes here all right beautiful come on in everyone come on in we're only up to 72 keep coming in um, as some of the others have said, either all the years and work I have put in in my personal life through so detox, journaling, etc. This year has been different. I have actually been listening to the sessions from years past as well as they pop up in my memories along with this year's sessions. The movie Violet touched me. I want to keep making progress in the new skin that he's begun to grow. My husband is going to adjust. He has work he is doing on himself as well. That's beautiful. As I am becoming more self-aware, it is not my plan to leave him out. But I so need a new normal. And I cannot stand the idea of going backwards. Oh, and the personality profile, so dead on for me. I think as I continue to grow, the percentages may shift some, but probably not too much. And you are right, because you were probably less self-aware when you answered it. I mean, that's why we're on here, right? So 
if you were less self-aware, imagine now where you can be a little more direct and a little more honest um, and not honest as in lying, honest as in not knowing the correct information. You can be a little more honest with your answers now and say, yeah, I'm definitely one of those and shift your answers up a little bit more than it was. Good evening. Good evening. Thank you, Shay. Thank you, Shaylin McLean, for subscribing to our YouTube page. <clears throat> there were some wonderful conversations going on today. How is everyone doing on this Monday? That for some reason feels like a Thursday to me. But how is everyone doing on this Monday? Are you blessed and highly favored? Are you ready to take it in and go to sleep? Are you doing the work? Where are you at? Where are you at with all that is going on? Good. I see Renee giving a hand for the testimony. Okay. I think we're good. I think we're at a good place to go ahead and jump in. We're only at 72, so maybe all the 7s, 8s, and 9s don't want to log in tonight. They're going to leave y'all hanging. The seven, eights, and nines, where are they at? That said their self-awareness was at a level seven, eight, and nine. Where are they at? Feeling accomplished again. God is good. Go on, Mrs. May's place. Um, beautiful message from Tanil. Apostle, thank you very much for not only providing this assessment, but for also taking the time to assist us with gaining an understanding of the outcomes in order for us to become effectively self-aware. I am finally beginning to understand who I really am and have been so uniquely created by God to be. You better believe it. 23 hours ago, so I didn't read this one. Um, this one was from Leah Shaw. This was my best session yet. Day 22. Check. So thankful to meet me and understand not only me, but those that I love better. Dr. Howard continued to prune and cut away the darkness, in parentheses, ignorance, that keeps us from living our lives in abundance. Thank you for the 30 days. This self-awareness journey, exclamation point. And if you have been on groups, you have seen this. If you haven't, I'll just read this to you quickly. Relax, beautiful soul. It will all work out for you. Isn't that a beautiful post? Beautiful post. Be encouraged by these testimonies. You're not alone. <clears throat> People are feeling what you all are feeling. And then um, one last testimony. This is another one that may reflect and encourage some that are married and inspire some to get your spouses involved in so detox. You know, there's there's premarital counseling, there's marriage counseling, there's divorce counseling, there's marriage mediation, there's child support mediation. There's um, divorce mediation. 
and then there's so detox if two individuals could go through so detox it could probably save a marriage because we don't know what we don't know so sometimes we aren't even aware at how we show up in our marriage and we are so caught up in trying to be right we forgot about righteousness and without Christ our righteousness is as a filthy rag so who's right who's wrong we've got work to do and this beautiful wife that is sharing this statement here I'm leaving names out on purpose has been in a growth spurt in their lives and their marriage has had to really has had to really grow with them that's the best way I can say it right now and sometimes when we marry young or we marry when we really don't know ourselves which is you know a good part of the time but at least some of us have done some work and some therapy so we have some knowledge of who we are and then of course we have to shed skin and recycle and revolve and we get all that and um, our marriages sometimes can can suffer you know and, and we make oftentimes people will attack the marriage and marriage just doesn't work marriage is not in this 21st century um, people want unicorns and they want open marriage and they want all these things because marriage just it only served a purpose in the old days when women needed some financial stability well there is a whole lot more biblically that we get out of marriage on both parties but when you have two people who have come from dysfunctional homes as we all have to some degree maybe not to the same degree as others but to some degree we all have come from dysfunctional homes how do I know it because since the fall of Adam and Eve everything has gone into dysfunction so when you are in a marriage that is good it's great maybe but you entered into a marriage when you had very low self-esteem very low world experience very little low knowledge of yourself your wants your desires and you look for someone maybe out of a codependency or you know my mother always all she ever told us she never told us to go to college she told us to get married get married get married get a husband get married start a family get a husband get married start a family and that was her thing. I never heard about college. I never heard about traveling to see the world. You know, I never heard about putting money in the bank from her. I heard all of that from my father. But from my mother, it was get a husband, get married, have a family. But there's so much more that is deserved in a marriage than what we've been bringing to it. And for those that are single and looking at a lot of the marriages it's it's sad that they are equating brokenness in a marriage to marriage doesn't work or marriage is impossible or I'm afraid of marriage we have to do the soul work so that we can bring to the table 
everything that marriage is going to need and require. Marriage is what it is. It's, it's a covenant between two people, male and female, that come together. Reasons are broken down and explained in Genesis and then expressed further throughout the Bible when you get older in your marriage. But we have to attend to our brokenness, the damage done before the one we marry. Yep, relationships, yep, absolutely, I agree. But what about childhood? What about childhood stuff? It's so unfair when we bring so much childhood trauma or, or family drama into our marriage because culturally we don't believe in therapy and counsel and you know everyone else just says get married marriage is a place that will work out everything bad it will get rid of your loneliness no one's going to get sick no one's going to get divorced no one's going to die early no one's going to not fulfill their dreams no one's going to have seasons where there's no income coming in you'll never be alone again you'll never feel lonely again and we we get married with these unexpected and oftentimes uncommunicated desires and sometimes we go in with daddy issues and subliminally subconsciously we are expecting what we imagine we would have gotten from our father from our husbands and vice versa oftentimes men will get in and if they had a mother that wasn't loving and nurturing they will really be pulling on this from their wife this loving and this nurturing and this supportive and she's going to forgive everything i do she's going to love me no matter what i do no matter what time i come in no matter how drunk i come in no matter how many accidents i get in um no matter how many jobs i lose no matter how disrespectful i can get i'm just trying to go through all the sessions in my mind that i have with clients but you get the point and these our unexpected and uncommunicated expectations that we have in our relationships and they wear the marriage down try to encourage we have a couple on here now who shared with me the other night that when they go home each evening this January to watch soul detox they go in separate rooms in their house he's downstairs she's upstairs they've got their books their journals their, their apps open and they're being fed as an individual because when you can be fed as an individual you have something to bring into the marriage and a part of you that is inspiring to be better to have personal development and personal growth instead of saying I'm never going to change this is just the way I am so when I read some testimonies for married people, I want to just take a, a second to make a little statement on this particular one so that you can understand where this spouse is coming from. Oftentimes, people will be in toxic relationships or we've just made the relationship toxic because individually we're toxic and come together we're toxic stew. And we just don't want to get help 
and we want to point and who it's easier to point at who the real problem is. If they could stop doing this, if they would stop doing this, then everything would just go away from me. So what happens is we bring fear into the marriage. You know, I lost my dad to have a fear of losing my husband. I lost my mom to have a fear of losing my wife. I'm unhealthily codependent on my spouse. So I, I, I walk on eggshells and I'm careful what I say or what I do. I, I, I push it to the edge sometimes, but I know when to come back in. And I just never really feel that I can breathe or be me because what happens if they don't like me? What happens if when I become me, I have meed me out of this marriage? There's a lot of fear that oftentimes we bring into marriage because we did not get this personal development work done on our own. This married individual that wrote into me, I'm going to read this part of it, that wrote into me has been going through years of fear, not confronting bad treatment, not confronting poor behaviors, not confronting lack of ownership, accountability, and but always consistently consumed what the other spouse was doing. So I knew right then and there we had some codependency going on. So what happens is fear can grip you so greatly that you're afraid of losing the individual that you're afraid to get any kind of help or have any kind of growth for yourself. Because again, it could grow you out of a job if you get what I'm saying it could replace your seat in your marriage so when I read this I want you to understand that this person is speaking from a place where they have lived in fear for years of losing their spouse and nothing is worse when you have a fear of losing your spouse and the spouse is always saying divorce I'm always gonna divorce you when there's a problem I'm always gonna divorce you I'm always gonna divorce you so this person lived in fear so what this spouse is sharing in this text is they feel through these 23 days that the fear is leaving them and it's not in an emotional state. The fear is leaving them because they have now been able to some degree learn who am I. This personality assessment I have seen in my praise team just already on Sunday how strong the leader was and how confident the leader was and even my compliment with them afterwards you know usually they'll put their head down or shy away or dummy down and they were like yes I'm ready that you are beginning to see that who you are is okay and we all have room for work and for growth. But who you are, how you think, whether you're introverted or extroverted, whether you're judging or whether you're prospecting, whether you're intuitive, whatever state you are in, we are all open for growth. And I think going through the personality assessment has given a lot of us a breather. <sighs> To say, this is who I am. And if it's wrong to anybody, 
then I'm probably wrong for them. There are some things about me that can change and there's some there's a lot of things about us we should want to change for the better. But there's some things that are a part of our personality. When I met with my coaches the other night, I re we realized that all of them are of the judging personality. <laughs> I'm the only one that is prospecting. And I'm not sure if all of them were uh, assertive and I'm the only turbulent. But what we learned was is that their struggle, if any, with me is because I'm spontaneous. I'm always looking for the new. And when you when you bring it on the staff, you don't you don't put that out there. That's not something you say. Welcome. I'm so glad you guys are here. I'm going to train you as a coach for a year and slowly I'm going to intern you by giving you certain clients in only small specific areas because we can't have you mess anybody up. And oh, by the way, I'm spontaneous. I don't like plans. I change my mind a lot. I turn things around a lot and I'm always looking for the next thing. So by the time you finish your project, if you take too long, I'm already on something new and we're going to scratch it anyway. That's not something you say when you're in a boardroom or in a meeting or you're hiring staff. So the personality assessments gave us a chance to see that all of them are judging, but I'm perspective. I am looking for a prospect. I am always looking, 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 and they need protocol rules, things written. They need clarity. They need closure. And there's probably no closure with us prospecting types because it never closes. We just go on to the next thing. But what it taught us was I, as the leader, said to them, I'm sorry that y'all are going to have to tolerate this with me. But now that I have become more self-aware that this is a personality type in me, I'm not going to use it as an excuse to keep y'all confused or in a place where you cannot do the assignment that I have given you to do. I am self-aware enough to pay attention to my weakness in this area and promise you all that I will pay attention and work on that I'm going to be constantly moving and changing. And that's hard for you guys to shift with. So even in marriage, when we find out these personality types, we can't just say, that's just how I am. I told you this is how I am. I'm not going to change. I can't change. It's my person. It's my soul. It's myself. No. I am aware that this is a part of my personality. But because I care for you, you are important to me. You work for me. You work with me. We're in a covenant relationship together. We're in a marriage together. I promise you that I am now aware of my personality type and I am now aware of your personality type and I will work when my weaknesses cause you strain or struggle in our relationship. That's what we have to do. Do not take what you have learned and let it be a pass for you to promote poor behaviors. Why? Because self-awareness has two sides to the mirror. It has the mirror who sees the outside and it has the mirror that reflects the inside. How you manifest in front of others is self-awareness. And if you know Part of your personality type causes 
those with the judging personality type, stress and strain, making it hard for them to love you if it's a love relationship or work with you if it's a working relationship. We have to clean that up. We have to be self-aware. I understand this is how I am and this is what how I have been showing up. But now that I am self-aware, I will be conscious to be careful at how often I have these tides turning because I want to make work for you a happy place. I want to make this marriage a, a place for both of us. I want to make this friendship a place where we both can laugh and enjoy one another. That's it right there, Danielle. That is great leadership. If y'all can bring this to your job, promotion will come your way. I am self-aware enough to pay attention to my weakness in this area and work on it when it causes you strain or weakness. Amen. Yes, that's mindfulness. That's consciousness. Absolutely. So I just want to make a disclaimer there. Do not take this as a pass for you to just go out there and just be more immature. More unaware of how you show up to other people. Remember self-awareness. Half of self-awareness is are you able to see or perceive how you show up to others. That's why I was really cautious last night when you guys were saying, I'm seven, I'm eight, I'm nine on the scale from one to ten of how self-aware are you? Because you will really have had to done some work in communicating with others to know how you show up to them. Some of, some of you in conversation, you can't even explain what it is you're trying to say to people. How can you be an eight? If I'm not understanding what you're saying and you're the only one to understand what you're saying, that's like me going to hear a great preacher who preaches over my head and because I love the way they dress or they're so popular or I like that they say big words that I could never say in my life, I'm going to amen them and hoot them and toot them, but their words going right over my head. You're taught in ministry school. You're taught in public speaking. You're taught by the Holy Spirit that if you're not communicating in a language in which your hearers understand, you are not communicating at all. So remember, self-awareness is a two-edged sword. It's not just about you. It's how you show up to them. Ministers, pastors, women, wives, husbands. So let me read this testimony. That I prepared you for. And I'm just reading a short portion of it. I am so much more confident. I am so looking forward to helping others. In what I do for my work. I'm wording it that way. I'm just so excited. I'm so much more confident. I'm getting to know the Holy Spirit's love for me. For real. This person has struggled to receive the infilling and indwelling of the Holy Spirit. And feels 
now they are beginning to open themselves up to receiving the infilling and the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. I am no longer afraid to lose my marriage. And we pray that you don't. We pray that there will be such a reuniting, rekindling, that the Holy Spirit will come on and just encapsulate that marriage and bring you two together with a love so great that you both are willing to wipe clean the slates from everything before this month and this year and walk in the trueness of the love and of the relationship where you are able to honor and love and to submit your godly husband and your godly husband is able to love you and cover you and protect you and be patient with you as Christ is with his church so that he would die for her. I am no longer afraid to lose my marriage. I'm learning and growing and I am so happy about this. Thank you for your help and support along the way. Seriously. Woo! Glory. My, 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 my. Did y'all hear that? And, and I wouldn't be surprised if now that this fear is being let go of, the relationship might have a chance to work itself out with patience and meekness and long suffering and gentleness because fear is demonic and you will think you're showing up one way or doing something the right way. But because it's all enveloped in fear, it's just loud clanging symbols to other people. Fear will have you send off energy or spirits that are unstable, insecure, and you're not even conscious of it. She's becoming conscious. She's loving herself, getting to know herself, peeling back all the layers and finding out who am I. Fear has a torment. That is exactly right. So I want to thank you all for your testimonies and for sharing them in this place with this wonderful family. We have 93 on here tonight. And I pray that God be glorified through you in all of your endeavors. That he is able to provide provision through you, not just to give you a roof and food and sun by day and cloud by night I pray that he's able to bless you abundantly because you have given him opportunity by putting that little bit in his hand and seeing how much more he can turn that into perfect love cast it out all fear amen so let's talk about your assessment it's a self-assessment because this isn't a school we're not testing this is about you becoming self-aware and being honest with yourself I want you to be honest now I was gonna go back further in my book in the teachings when we first started if you remember <clears throat> we went through ways <clears throat> to know if you're self-aware 
and we had asked if you knew your emotional patterns, your behavior patterns, if you're able to recognize and describe your emotions, if you recognize your habits, if you know your values. Um, we went through a lot. But tonight I have decided to narrow it down for your own personal self-assessment to see if, if you can really say that you know yourself as well as you say. So for each one of these that you think you got, I don't want to say master because when do we master too much of anything, right? But if you feel like this is something that it's not going to trip you up as easily as it has in the past or before these 30 days when we started. Go ahead and give yourself a 1 for each one. And then maybe you're a 10. Maybe you're a 1. Whatever you are, it's not a fail. It's just showing you where we need to continue to work with you after we finish these 30 days. <clears throat> Number one, can you identify what causes a shift to negative emotions? Can you identify what causes a shift in negative emotions? That's number one. Somebody put that up on the screen for me. I'm not going to be able to type it up for y'all tonight. <clears throat> Y'all big boys and girls now, if anything, you're delivered, right? If nothing else. And I'm going to open up my screen so I don't have to use my book. I'll look at the manuscript. And I'm going to scroll in my self-awareness book to chapter four. I'm telling you now because when you go back and replay this, you will have this new book in your hand. So you'll know what it's all about. Chapter 4. All right, Coach LaTanya has it. Okay, here we go. Let's see, so I can see what y'all got up here. Give yourself a one. If you feel that you can identify what shifts you to negative emotions. I know it's difficult to believe. But we don't just switch to negative emotions for no apparent reason. There's almost always something that causes this shift. The problem is that we don't always know what that something is. Generally, because it's hard enough to just name our negative emotions in the first place. After taking this self-assessment for self-awareness, try to consciously recognize when you shift into a bad mood and what might have caused it. So are y'all putting one on the screen because this is number one? Or are you putting one on the screen because y'all believe you can identify what causes a shift to negative emotions? I wish you were in my office with me because my next question would be to you. I want you to write down at least three things that causes you to shift to a negative emotion. Because I'm probably hearing 
uh, my spouse or my job. That's probably what y'all coming to. But there's so much more than that. I would look for, if you can name at least three, then you can probably say I got number one. Okay, let's go to the next question. Number two. Exactly, Danielle. <laughs> Number two, can you name the emotional patterns you experience the most? Can you name the emotional patterns that you experience the most? If emotions are difficult to identify, emotional patterns can be even trickier. We all fall into emotional patterns, both negative and positive, that repeat themselves in our lives. Once you are self-aware of these patterns, you can begin to improve your negative patterns and construct your positive ones. So your answer would be sometimes no or yes. Can you name the emotional patterns you experience the most? Sometimes yes or no. And you can write that in your journal. You don't have to put it up here if you don't want to. Number three. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, right. And sometimes isn't a yes. Can you name your deepest fear triggers? <laughs> can you name your deepest fear triggers? Can you name your deepest fear triggers? Yes, yes, somewhat, or no? Yes, somewhat, or no? One of the strongest human motivators is the emotion of fear. Starting in our history, Fear helped us survive from potential threats. In today's age, fear still drives us, even when we are not in imminent danger. Additionally, we've all developed our deep-rooted fears. By increasing your self-awareness of what causes you to fear, you can better manage your emotional reaction when it gets triggered. Yes, somewhat, or no. Can you name your deepest fear triggers? Let's go to number four. Can you name the principles and values you believe in the most? Yes, somewhat, or no. Self-awareness extends beyond identifying our emotions. Although being self-aware of our emotions is the foundation, understanding our principles and core values is a crucial component of self-awareness. To be happy, you must discover what core values you want to guide your life. 
So make sure when something comes up that Idris Elba want to be, you remember your core values. You remember what Jesus said in his word. Because remember, we talked the other night. It's one thing about doing self-awareness. It's another thing about being self-aware. So to say that you know your values, to know them is to obey them. To know them is to obey them. So when someone wants to sleep with you and you're not married, where's your values? When you want to say, I had to put my religion on the shelf and tell somebody off, where's your values? You're not a self-aware individual. You're fooling yourself. Because to know your values is to obey them. It's one thing to know the covenant. It's another thing to obey them. It's another thing to understand the New Testament commandments. It's another thing to obey them. It's another thing to know your spouse. It's another thing to obey them. It's another thing to know marriage, but it's another thing to obey marriage. When I ask you, can you name your principles and values? Or do you know your core values? You need to be able to know. 99, I'll give you 90% of the time. I obey those values that I say I know because I'm self-aware. I'm not doing self-awareness. I am self-aware. Thank you, Pastor Diggs. I don't think anyone put four up, did they? Mm-hmm. Are y'all keeping score on your side? <laughs> Yes, Karen. So when you start quick to say, yep, got it. Yep, got it. Yep, got it. Let me explain further for the sake of time. I'm not trying to go into an explanation so that you know that you got self-awareness and not just saying, oh, yeah, I know what bothers me. If you know what bothers you, then why do you still have road rage? Why do you still leave late? Why do you still get yourself in conversations that you know your name may came back up in and then you get mad because the person you thought you were going to trust with your gossip couldn't trust, but you mad at the person who you gossiped to that didn't keep your confidentiality. You're not self-aware. You're not breaking negative patterns in your life. So when you come up with the three most obvious sins in your life, it doesn't mean that you are aware of them because to, to know them, to be aware of them is to obey them. All right, I got to move on. Can you name your deepest shame triggers? Can you name your deepest shame triggers? In denial. Yeah. It's surface still and it's okay. It's okay because we're only 23 days of this and we're still surface. But I want you all to at least be fair enough to yourself to admit I'm still surface. Oh, I'm seven. I'm eight. I'm nine. Good Lord. We all might as well have walked with Jesus. Love you too, Karen. 
Can you name your deepest fear triggers? Yes, somewhat, or no. The other powerful motivating emotion is shame. We're not self-aware of how shame and the avoidance of shame drives our thinking and behaviors. To limit the effect that shame has, we need to develop greater self-awareness of what triggers our shame the most. And this part I kind of touched on already, but I'm going to throw it in there tonight to help y'all gain another one. Maybe y'all got three now, even though you're probably saying you got six. <sighs> oh, how I love thee. Let me count the way. Go here. Can you name the principles and values you believe in the most? Yes, somewhat, or no. Self-awareness extends beyond identifying our emotions. Although being self-aware of our emotions is the foundation. Understanding our principles and core values is a crucial component of self-awareness. To be happy, remember, you must discover what core values you want to guide your life. Can you name the principles and values you believe in the most? And then the second part to that was, how much do you consider these principles when making decisions? This is number six. How much do you consider these principles when making decisions? A lot, somewhat, not at all. How much do you consider these principles when making decisions? A lot, somewhat, not at all. For someone to say a lot, not only do I know what these principles are, but I design my life and decision making around them. They give clarity to my decisions. That's a yes if you're putting that down. Because naming your core values is the first step. And that's what we had you do first. There you go, Val. The second step includes using these principles to guide your life and decision making. To be self-aware, you must understand how to orient your decision-making around your core values. Only with this self-awareness can you give your life the direction you want. Earlier, I had asked if you knew your core values, and then I just pr prompted a conversation, a thought in your mind to have is where is your values and principles when Idris Elba shows up? When you're cut off in traffic, when your boss is nasty, when you want to uh, go off and cuss someone out, when you want to mistreat someone, knowing that God says you may be entertaining angels and you just don't care how you treat people. So the, set, the, the next question is how much do you consider these principles when making decisions?
Mm-hmm. All right, come on, let's go. Got a few minutes left. Can you identify a list of shortcomings and how they manifest themselves in your life? Can you identify a list of shortcomings and how they manifest themselves in your life? Yes, somewhat, or no. In order to say a yes means I can list all of my shortcomings right now as well as how they affect my life and what I need to do to overcome them. If you can't say that, you don't have a yes yet. As fun as it might be to discover our strains, it might be unpleasant to look for our shortcomings. However, understanding our limitations is 100% necessary to be successful. Possessing the self-awareness of these limitations can help you design your life in a way that is realistic and effective. Yeah, someone I was talking to today named Idris. I was like, okay, I need somebody local, honey. Give me some idea what you're talking about. <laughs> all right. What number are we at? Seven? Okay. I think this is a good one now. Are you all ready for number eight? Can you name what you need in your relationships to feel fulfilled? Can you name what you need in your relationships to feel fulfilled. If you're saying yes, it's yes, somewhat or no. If you're saying yes, what you're saying is, I can name exactly what I need in my life, in my relationships to create a sense of belonging and feel fulfilled. Additionally, I'm able to express these needs. We often think relationships in terms of two people. But this narrow perspective is doing more harm than good. We often think of relationships in terms of two people. But this narrow perspective is doing more harm than good. You must be self-aware of what you need to build meaningful relationships in your life. Trust me. Self-awareness will immediately improve your relationships. Okay, Pastor Bill, I think typed it for me, right? There you go. That's eight. I said I'm only going to give you a nine because the highest number you gave yourself was nine. So let me pick what's going to be our big one. All right, I'll do this. This is easy enough. I think this was a good one. There was one that had such explanation in my notes and I couldn't read my notes, so I had to go to my manuscript. Can you name the behaviors that you are doing at all times? Number nine, final question for your self-assessment. Can you name the behaviors that you are doing at all times? Yes 
occasionally or no? In order to say yes, this is what you are saying. I'm always intentional with my behaviors and can name what I'm taught, what I'm taking part in at all times. Number nine. I can name my behaviors and am intentional with my behaviors and can name what I'm taking part in at all times. Yes means I'm always intentional with my behaviors and can name what I'm taking part in at all times. Occasionally, I'm aware of what I'm doing, although at times I get caught up in something or don't realize what I'm doing. No, I really am aware of what my body or mind is doing. While it might seem obvious, it can be challenging to recognize our behaviors. You know why? Somebody asked me why. Someone asked me why. I'm not going to tell you to someone asked me why. Thank you, Latanya and Ronnie. And the screen is just going. While it might seem obvious, it can be challenging to recognize our behaviors. Statistics say that every day we make over two thousand decisions per hour because this number is so high our brain usually takes over and acts without us being conscious of it our emotional brain has more power than our thinking brain does all of these unconscious decisions decrease our self-awareness we also default to our typical routines and patterns without consciously identifying the shift. I like that. If you don't mind, I'm going to indulge myself. While it might seem obvious that you can name your behaviors that you are doing at all times and you are intentional with your behaviors and you can name what you're taking part in at all times. While that may seem obvious, it can be challenging because... We make over 2,000 decisions per hour. And you thought you had no say-so in your life. Because this number is so high, our brain usually takes over and acts without us being conscious of it. Our emotional brain has more power than our thinking brain does. All of these unconscious decisions decreases our self-awareness. I bet you didn't know. We also default to our typical routines and patterns without consciously identifying the shift. All right, we are done for this evening. So if you will, go ahead and put your most honest self-assessment number on the screen. Out of the nine, how many do you feel you had a yes to? And I'm going to drink out of my special cup. Did anybody get theirs yet? Did anyone get theirs yet? <laughs> I got mine. My new MacBook desktop is yellow and I got the cup to go with it. Let's talk. Y'all want to talk? Let's talk. But if we talk, we're going to talk about change. We're going to talk about change if you talk to me. All right. Let me catch up on this up here. What's your final score, Anna?
Brittany, I love you. <laughs> They're on the website. Go and order them. Okay, it looks like a lot of three fours. And that's great. If you gave yourself honest answers, a three and a four is a ten. Because that's where you should be at this point in your life. Anything above that, you are just remarkable. But three and four is great. It's a ten. Because that is exactly where you should be at this point in the process. Good job. Welcome to all of y'all who just got out of class and out of church. Welcome. Thank you for tuning in. Definitely catch the replay. All right. So this is what I'm going to do. I said I was going to give away five free personality assessment sessions, right? So this is what you're going to do. Oh, God, I hurt my hand today. I don't know what it is. And I can't even squeeze anything. I have no strength in it. Um, oh, I can't even write. I didn't know I couldn't write. Um, We're just talking about personality assessments. We're not talking about full sessions yet. Because somebody I want to gift with six free sessions before we're done here this month. And maybe more than one. Thank you, Pastor D. I don't know what it is. If I'm not on this phone too much, it's just hurting my... Ooh, it hurts. Um, Let's see. No, they're not low. You're doing really well. You guys are doing really well. And it's going to go up more. Imagine if you go up a couple more, how much better you are than when you first started. <laughs> Stop, Dominique. It's all love. It's all love for my cubs. Um, all right. Maybe I'll mention it tomorrow night because I wanted to make it three easy steps. All right. I'll tell you the first step. The first step in order to receive a free personality assessment session, and it can be in person or on Zoom. I'm going to give up an in-person spot. Those are hard to get. But if you need in-person or if you want in-person, I'm going to make it available to you. But if you're long distance and we do Zoom, you can do it. The first thing I want you to do, I want you to go and subscribe to... Either Apple, if you're an Apple user, Google, or Spotify for podcasting for Suzanne Howard Soul Detox. And you have to prove your subscription. It's going to show me anyway, but you have to prove it. You have to send it in. Go and subscribe. There's going to be two more steps to it. And I'll give those first thing tomorrow night. And five people will automatically be chosen and it's going to be by whose name went in and did it first 
Thank y'all so much. Really, really bad. I don't know what it is. Bernard will be home soon. So go and subscribe to one of our podcasts. You can go to Anchor Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Google, or Spotify. Go ahead and subscribe there. And I'm going to give you two more steps. And the first couple of people to do it will be the ones to receive five free sessions. You can screenshot it or however you want and just send it in in the email or go to the Wix app. Yep. And I'm going to give you two more steps. It's recorded. It's recorded. So just make sure you get two more steps and we're going to get you a personality assessment session. And it's going to be so much more than you got on here. Out here is just a template. We're, we're doing the best we can in the time we have and trying to make sure I can reach everyone. That's so important for me. I don't like people to just sit there and we have the main talkers. I like to reach for those that are that are there. So, yes, Nalisa, very nice to see you, my sister. You can uh, send it in the email, which I'm going to go ahead and post. Latanya put all the information up here. Info at SuzanneMHoward.com. Or you can go to the Wix app. And you can go ahead and... Latanya, did you delete it? Here we go. Or you can go ahead and um, go to the Wix app. And submit it on there. You can go to the website, submit it on there, or the email. Email might be best for you. And there's all the information. It will be up there for a minute after we turn off tonight. All right, two more steps are coming, and I'm going to come up with some other ways as well to get y'all some idea of what these sessions are actually like with a mental health coach. Because y'all probably always thinking therapist, but I'm not a licensed therapist. And I'm not going to be a licensed therapist. I love what I do in the lane I have access to. I love you all. I wish you well. Thank you for your truth and your honesty with yourself tonight. And thank you for receiving my ministry and the commission that God has given me to bring to his people. Love ya. See you tomorrow night, 8 p.m. Good night.
Dr. Suzanne Howard is happy to have shared this time with you. To get more information on solutions and personal development, coaching, and counseling of the soul, go to www.suzannemhoward.com. You can also find her on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Periscope. Thank you for tuning in with us.